0: He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Pierre Hood on Show 97.7. 19 after 8 o'clock. Good morning, Pierre. Hey, good morning, Terry. It seems like
1: uh, I haven't talked to you forever. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: been a while.
1: Um, it's nice been a to, while,
0: yeah. Yeah, nice to hear your voice and uh, nice to be able to chat with you because uh, I don't have any answers and I every time I, I watch the, the Habs, I, I just s- scratch my head. Uh, you know, you watch this club. It's the old story about a club that looks great on paper, but they don't play the game on paper. That old story, and uh, there's you know so much to talk about. The uh, ongoing discussion about uh, you know Dominic Tasharm and uh, and now Shea Weber is starting to feel uh, take some of the heat. Um, it's it's the way of the world in uh, the uh, land of the Montreal Canadiens. What what do you think is wrong, Pierre?
1: Oh well, um, as I uh, my answer is often the same answer to you, Terry. If I would have the answer, I would be quick uh, to uh, to have a Zoom chat or a right. Skype or whatever with Dominique Duchamp and Marc Bergevin because I would gladly share my uh, my expertise. And I'm afraid I don't have the expertise. Uh, and and can you imagine if 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 the coach and and even if, if Dominique Duchamp is a, is a young coach in the NHL and even if he doesn't have a long run and a long tenure as a, as a head coach, I mean, he's been there and he's coached, uh, at various levels. And he was, uh, he was also assistant to, uh, uh, to Claude Julien for a while. So he knows what he's talking about. And, and when I see him, uh, a little bit, well, not a little bit, a lot puzzled yeah. after games, uh, I say, wow, the answer is not an easy answer. Um, I guess a lot of some of it, Terry, could be linked to where the team is right now in the standings. It's uh, it's it's a clear cut in between in this standing of the North Division, uh, in in the heart of this very very strange and unusual season. And uh, as much as the Leafs have lost their last five. By the way, that makes probably you a little bit happy, Terry. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, well, I, I, you know, they, they were already planning the Stanley Cup parade route there in Toronto. So, yeah, yeah.
1: They had, they had the pattern established. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure Jess is happy because the Canucks, yes, since they're, since they're back from COVID, yeah, they have beaten your beloved Leafs twice. That's, that's right. So, so here's where I'm coming at. There's no way the Habs seem to be able to to match the pace of the Leafs uh, or, or their position in the standing, and the same for the Jets and probably the same for the Orders, Right? I guess we agree on right. this. Yeah. So if you look backward, you still have those two game in hands, and the Flames are six points away. I'm not saying it's a it's a done deal because it's far from being a done deal. But the Flames aren't winning at all. I mean, the Senators have have, have beaten uh, the the Flames the other night. And this is not an immediate threat. Now, we'll see how the Canucks do in all those game in hand that they have built, uh, not playing the game because of COVID, but they're still far away. So part of it could be linked to the fact that uh, this team doesn't have a challenge looking forward, doesn't have a challenge now looking backward. So you see the lack of appetite can can come maybe from, from this this. Particular situation in the standing. Now, I'm talking about explanation, Terry. I'm not talking about excuse because no. there's no excuse no. to explain the lack of uh, the lack of energy, the lack of competitiveness, and also why why those momentary collapses that are so so painful. Uh, since the start of the season,
0: and you know what's strange for me, Pierre, is when I get ready to watch a game. You know, I like everybody else I have favorite players, and I get excited. You know, I get excited to see you know what Shea Weber's is going to do. I get excited to see what Corey Perry is going to do. Uh, Brendan Gallagher, of course, is hurt, but he's always exciting to watch. What's Kokonyemi going to do? Are we going to see an amazing pass from Suzuki? And none of it happens. There, the you know, in the last five or six games that I've watched, there's there's been you know there's really not been much of a highlight reel from this team. It's it, it's like the there's it's like they're missing gear.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it, it, and I guess the uh, what I see is that none of it happens together. Right. You'll see a little flash here and there from from one, like the two. Like the great game from Nick Suzuki uh, against the Flames last Friday, you'll see that. But where are the others? And yeah. then K.K. can look good on a couple of shifts. Shifts, but where's Suzuki or where's the? You know, so the only cons- consistency that you had before was the Dano line yeah. with with Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, and, and now you're trying to find a solution to uh, to the the void, the the the, the huge gap. That you have now with Brendan Gallagher missing, and the coach publicly calls for the other players to pick up the, you yeah. know, to pick up the tab a little bit. Yeah, and of and and do it as a committee or as a group. It doesn't happen. So, but but I I think you agree, and I agree. I mean, as much as Brendan Gallagher is the heart and soul of that team on the ice, it, the other players should be able to uh, to to patch some of it at least and have a respectable game here yeah. and there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, There is some changes coming, right, Pierre? Yes, there are changes. Uh, Well, one of them, of course, will be uh, a change that uh, may not be the best news in the world because you'll have to go with Jake Allen and or Caden Primo uh, at least for a week because Carey Price is out, Terry. And uh, we did not think at the moment that Alex Chiasson's hit to the head uh, was strong enough or, or hard enough to create uh, to create such a painful experience for carrier Price, but it was, after all, uh, hard enough. So he's out, and because he's out uh, under the uh, the uh, concussion protocol of the league, he has to be out for at least a week. So it means that Jake Allen uh, will have once again uh, to uh, to endorse the number one role. Uh, and because you have two games in two nights uh, on Friday and Saturday, there's a good possibility that uh, Caden Primo will get a start because he's the third goalie on the road with the team, uh, and there's a good chance he will get the start there. So that's, those are the foreseeable changes in the, uh, in the Nets. And at, um, at the blue line, you're going to see uh, John Merrill making uh, his, his big, his big uh, first game or mm-hmm. playing his big first game tonight with the Habs. Uh, Brett Kulak will uh, will pay the price. Well, at least what we've seen at practice yesterday. Uh, so Brett Kulak would be out. I don't think it's, uh, he deserves to be out, but uh, I can understand Dominique Duchamp wanting to create some uh, some sparks. He wants to, to have a player that is eager to play again and to have a fresh start in the NHL. So John Merrill, the lefty, will play right side of alexander romanov wow
0: um i guess you you've you've got to try shaking it up in any way any way you can right mm-hmm.
1: that's right and the margin is 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 almost non-existent yeah for dominic Duchamp because of the salary cap there yes yeah this team has been has been right there right under the cap since day one uh, and they have juggled uh, all the uh, the possibilities, and and they've put some veterans on waivers, knowing that they would not be picked up. And then they had to put Victor Mitte on waivers, and he was picked up because Marc Bouchard was uh, was dealing uh, for two uh, with the two other defensemen. So there is so much he can do. So he can juggle the lines, and I guess that uh, Jonathan Drouin is going to pay the price tonight, Terry, for mm-hmm. his lack. Of- uh, production uh, the last uh, month or so, he's going to be quote-unquote down on the fort line. Hmm. Now, uh, he's going to be teamed up with uh, with two seasoned veterans, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least, because he's going to be teamed up with Eric Stahl and with uh, Corey Perry. So, yeah. uh, maybe that could be a cure for Jonathan well, who looks completely lost on the ice. Right yeah,
0: now. he really, really does. And uh, I was, you know, reading this morning, he was you know, bragging about his assists column and and that's you know, I don't I don't think that's what you pay that kind of money for, uh all of those assists. He's he's got you know, he's got work to do and and it's uh it's been a couple of years now that the same story is being told by Jonathan Drouet every year. And and who knows? Maybe, you know, one of the great surprises for me, one of the one of the most fun things that I've enjoyed so far about this season is watching Corey Perry. I got to tell yeah. you what a you know, he
1: he brings his, you know, it's the old story, he brings his lunch bucket to work every night. Mhm. And he's one of the very few that uh, constantly goes in the crease, yep. tries create chaos around the net. Yeah. And I think that uh, what he does at his age uh, should be an eye-opener for some other younger players. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and and yeah. uh, that's uh, that's the bottom line. Now, as far as Jonathan Drouin is concerned, I think he can look up the the 401 and look at what Mitch Marner is doing. I mean, Mitch Marner is a great playmaker. And, uh, of course, Jonathan Drouin doesn't have an Austin Matthews to play with, to start with, right? But... I mean, if you look at what Mitch Marner is doing, he's got uh, tons of assists as well. Yeah. But he scores a goal here and there, and and I mean, he goes in, he goes into traffic. Yeah. He creates he creates the openings. Yeah. For for Austin Matthews, it's not just fancy fancy play. He does the job in the in the offensive zone, uh, and he opens up the the opportunities for Austin Matthews. So, wow. so maybe he should be looking. Uh, You should
0: be looking. It's it's been a long-time criticism of Jonathan Drouet, and I think a deserved one. You're not going to find him in traffic. You never do. Uh, What what time is uh, game time tonight, Pierre? Well,
1: I'm afraid, Terry, I've got bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. It, it's an hour later tonight because yeah. of National Night uh, on television. So it's a 10 p.m. Uh, face-off time tonight. Okay. Uh, so it's a little late, but yeah. uh, at least you can, have a, you can have a little excerpt of the, the first period. Yeah. And uh, so 10 p.m. tonight and back at 9 p.m. for the game in Calgary on Friday night. Okay. So uh,
0: with that late start, we won't have you on tomorrow. Just before I let you go... I thought the fate of the Canadian Grand Prix was done. Is it not done? Is there still a a faint uh,
1: hope? No, uh, honestly, yeah. from what I gather, Terry, I think it is done, and yeah. it could be, and it could be today yeah. that uh, public health uh, will announce uh, the um, the the cancellation or the no go. I, w- I would say for the yeah. Grand Prix June. Now, is it going to come from the Montreal level of authority, the provincial level of authority? Or what I think the federal level of authority, because that that's a federal uh, ground of authority uh, for quarantine and for and for uh, for health plans uh, regarding the border. Uh, I think today the decision or the announcement could come as early as today, sadly enough.